You are listening to Audio Drama in a Darker Shade at darkerprojects.com. And now our feature presentation. By the 22nd century, mankind had stretched forth its hand to command the stars. Other races were discovered, and as the human sphere of influence expanded, they were happy to live in peaceful coexistence, and humanity was on the verge of an evolutionary leap. The Terran Emperor was the first to ascend to the next step of human evolution. His advisors, who now styled themselves holy clerics, sought to force the other races to see the light of their religion. They began to subjugate the other races to the will of the Empire. The Ansys, who saw the Empire as decadent, illogical, and chaotic, waged war upon it. Admiral von Grippen, the brightest military mind in centuries, betrayed the Empire and removed the entire home fleet, collapsing the jump gate after him, leaving Earth and the Empire to be squashed under the heel of Ansys oppression. Now, 300 years after the fall of the Terran Empire, humans find themselves the subject race, stagnating on their own world, unable to evolve, either technologically or otherwise. It is into this oppressive world that the most unlikely of men are thrust into the roles of heroes. Darker Projects presents The Falcon Banner, Episode 7 of Ships and Stars, scripted by Mark Brzee, based on The Falcon Banner, a novel by Christopher Patrick Lydon, original music composed and performed by Kai Hartwig and Kevin McLeod, featuring the voice talents of Seth Adam Shear as Darian Tane, John Lipsy as Dr. Keir, Chris Snyder as Matt Elias and Excalibur Control, Mark Brzee as Shale, Eric Busby as Nazine, Amanda Fitzwater as Nurse Pia, Brandon Cole as Commander Kit Durnham, Jack Scrimshaw as Major Mayfair, Laura Post as Lauren, Mark Kalita as Kendrick, and Miles Reed as the pilot. Previously on the Falcon Banner. I now control most of the planets as well as its defensive batteries. Karen is an Imperial world once again. I found Von Grippen's fleet. We can't make a move on those ships yet. We're not ready. The arms are seized, Eisenhower and its jump nexus. If I can pull this off and you give me the men I need, you won't only control Karen, but Eisenhower as well. You're talking about returning the Apollon Rift to Imperial rule? Yep. This is a joke, right? They're kids. It looks like they drafted any kid they could find, slapped him into a uniform, and threw him into the dropship. This is what we get on my ship. I don't care if you're Terran, Taerian, alien, man, or woman. You're crew members, and I expect you to do your duty. In return, you will be treated like free citizens. And noted are the promotions of Shale, Nazine, and Matalias to Lieutenant, serving under First Officer Lauren. Acetylene canister. It's beyond where the Marines could shoot it. But I can... Lieutenant Elias? Remind me to use my pistol more often. The station got all of the larger ships, and the fighters are jumping out. It's my solemn duty to present you with the Knight's Cross. Thank you, Your Grace. So, Lauren's on a date with Marty. Good for them. You should spend more time with them. Get to know them better. I'm already too involved with you. It's fine. I'm gonna go spend the night in the engine room or something. Stop. Why do you want me to stop? You know why. You don't need me to say it. Just sit down and accept it. No, not good enough. Either you say it or... Excuse the intrusion, Captain. Port authorities have arrested Major Mayfair and Wing Commander Kendrick. Apparently they started a brawl at one of the restaurants. Lauren... You're going to tell me what this was about? Just men, acting like boys. I wonder what I'm in for these next few months. Most especially must I tread with care in matters of life and death. If it is possible to save a life, 
all thanks. But it may also be within my power to take a life. This awesome responsibility must be faced with a great humbleness and awareness of my own frailty. Above all, I must not play at God. Hippocratic Oath, Modern Version. Wow. Now that's a ship. X-01 on final approach. Turning landing procedures over to you, Excalibur. Affirmative. Welcome aboard X-01. Okay, final check. Liar? Check. Close box. Check. Medical texts, etc. Well, here goes. Great. I'm here, and I'm going to be lunch. Oh, Mr. Badger. Did you lose Toad? Just kidding. Here you go, Lieutenant. Dr. Cornelius Keir, ship's surgeon. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. My gear is stowed in the back. You guys can take it to my quarters during this shift. I am going to settle into sick bay. Look. I was cleared by the new Imperial Naval Recruiters. I was specifically requested for this assignment. Your opinions are strongly... Mm, irregular. Very well. If it makes you feel any better, you can accompany me to sickbay. After you. I insist. Well, not bad, all things considering. Definitely not the standard of an Orion trade liner, but it has a sort of rustic charm. Ah, appointments. A broken arm. Hmm. Doctor, who the hell are you, and what are you doing on this ship? Ah, yes, Nazim, the Orion officer. Nice to meet you in person. I was told to report here. Your captain needed a ship's surgeon, and considering everything he's done for the Orion government, well, they felt it prudent to supply someone. Me. Right. I'd like to have a word with you in your office, please. I am a little busy, but there's nothing that can't wait if you insist. I insist, Doctor. Have a seat, Doctor. I'll make this brief. I don't know who the hell you are, but if you're serving on this ship, then you better start comporting yourself with some damn manners, or I'll have you before the captain so damn fast. If that is the case, sir, then I would appreciate the opportunity to lodge a complaint with the captain about your complete ignorance Listen, of- boy. I'm not in the mood to play games here, doctor. You're lucky I didn't have you thrown in the brig. If you have problems with the chain of command, you're more than welcome to go back to wherever it was that you came from. And if you ever disrespect another officer in public again, Mr. Kier, I will take a personal interest in seeing that your stay here is very unpleasant. Funny. I always thought disrespect was a noun, sir, not a verb. Disrespect me, doctor, and you will feel a pain unheard of in your lifetime. I would not dream of disrespecting a higher-ranking officer, sir, just as I am sure that you would not dream of disregarding orders. I'm going to confirm your identity. Find out why you're here. In the meantime, you have patience to attend to, Doctor. I'll leave you to your work. Oh, and welcome aboard the Excalibur. Sir, um, if you don't mind me asking... I was getting a dressing down by an officer with an overinflated sense of self-worth. Not the first time, no bother. Now, where's this person I'm supposed to examine today? <laughs> right over here, sir. Why don't you give me a hand, nurse? Here, sir. Mel Pierre. Pleased to meet you. Cornelius Kier at your service, but my friends call me Kier. Sir? Please, we're medics. We don't stand on the same ceremony the rest of the ship has to. On board ship, the sickbay is as much a general practice as it is a mash unit. 
It's still taking me time to get used to being just a nurse. Back on Karen, I was a domestic slave, taking care of infirmed elderly men who... I mean... Doctor, if I'm not out of line, how old are you? How old do I look? Hmm. About the same age as my teenaged younger brother. (laughs) If that suits you. Now, crewman, welcome to the Excalibur's House of Horrors. And who might you be? Great. Another power loss. And who'd have thought it's not in engineering? Of course not. Excalibur has to find the most awkward and inconvenient place to blow a fuse. I just hope the override keeps these lifts from being operated while I'm hanging here. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is yet another miracle brought to you by the magical, mythical Elias, Mr... Damn! The override circuit will keep cars from entering this shaft, but this one was stuck in here. Well, here we have another quote from the universe according to Matthew Elias, chapter 12, paragraph 8, verse 3. Ah, shit! Okay, what to do now? I can jump, but it's two meters to the closest hatch. Nope. And there's no way I'm going to outclimb the lift. One thing to do is... What the... Oof! Are you okay? A little singed, but otherwise okay. I'm just gonna lie here a moment now, if that's okay. (sighs) Don't worry. I've had far worse. You missed the time I welded my foot to the deck plates. This is just the ship being a bitch. This is typical. I get the one machine in the universe with an attitude problem. Hey, it's not a machine, it's a masterpiece. A A work of art. Think of it like the pyramids. Or Michelangelo's David. Or Daffy Duck. Let me get those relays. Which just goes to show how amazing I am. Like hell. Invalid destination. Please re-request. Sick bay. Tooth sweet. Or I'll reprogram you to talk with a Swedish accent and to only respond to the name Helga. Dr. Keir reporting, sir. Am I late for my physical doctor? Actually, yes, you are, sir. According to my records, there's been no doctor in this ship in God knows how long, and I have no records on you at all. Makes sense. I straightened everything out with the Britannia. Your former captain was eager to, uh, surprise me. Could you tell your Lieutenant Nazine that fact? I think he might have misplaced the memo. <laughs> we have at least an hour before I'm due at a meeting with the station's quartermaster concerning some spare parts. Would my stateroom suffice, or should I be in sick bay? The stateroom suits me, sir. Unless we find something wrong, in which case we may have to move locales. You're a canin, or a subspecies of theirs. I am, sir. You know of our people? Yep. I had the pleasure of meeting a canin bloodhound during my time with Tersek. She spared the time to teach me to recognize your species when I see them. That night I was talking to your former captain before you reached the bridge. I see. You will probably have heard of my little altercation with Lieutenant Nazine, then, sir. Nazine was just trying to look out for the ship. It's the fact that you called Lieutenant Shale Mr. Badger I'd be more concerned about. I'd rather not have to order your body parts scraped off the bulkheads. Shell is definitely not warm and cuddly. I was just told I was being sent over here and paid a pretty hefty retainer to do it. I show up, and there's marines waving guns at me and snarling badgers looking set to eat me. Then an Orion yelling at me, not to mention engineers dropping through the ceiling. Uh, let's drop the matter. I'll have a word with Nazine and Shale. Hopefully that'll be the end of all this. What now? Well, your blood pressure is slightly high. Not dangerously so, but a little more than I'd like, especially given your particularly stressful occupation. This is your new diet and exercise regime. 
It includes a daily 90-minute jog and no red meat, or if you can manage white meat. Would probably be best for you if you went entirely vegetarian for the next month. A diet. No alcohol, caffeine, nicotine, or tobacco either. I'd also advise against any and all high-sugar food. You've got to stay in shape, sir. Don't think of this as a diet. Think of it as an amendment of lifestyle. No coffee? I don't think that'll be possible. Well, there's always medication. But as soon as I put you on blood pressure meds, never a good thing. You just need to eat better and work out more. How about a compromise? I get to keep my coffee if I do away with sugar donuts. That would work. But I need your assurance that you'll stay off of alcoholic beverages. And by that, I mean everything from shandy to champagne. And don't overdo the coffee, either. Agreed, Doctor. It's a fair trade. Have you had a chance to give the rest of the crew a checkup yet? They should all be overdue for one. No. But Nazim's near the top of my list. I'll book the rest in for the next few days. I tend not to stand on formality with someone who can tell me the exact radius of my prostate in any given moment of the day. Look at it this way, sir. It's only for a month, then we'll reassess the situation. I suppose calling you Bones would be inappropriate. <laughs> only slightly, sir. My friends call me Kier. In the game of cat and mouse, it is best to be the dog. Long Ribbon Meditations. Excalibur is now departing Eisenhower Station. Coordinates are awaiting your orders. Commander, shipwide, if you please. As of 0900 this morning, the HMS Excalibur departed Eisenhower Station. Her destination? Earth. There are people counting on us to make it, to find support and keep pushing until we achieve the one thing we all want, a free Earth, as the capital of our new empire. Von Grippen himself can once be quoted as saying, Excalibur was the pride of the Empire. Let's prove him right. The order is, Helm, set a course for the Kree Jump Nexus. All ahead, one-third. vessel in defensive posture, sir. Weapons are trained on us. Your orders, Captain? Not yet. We're trying to figure out who we are and why we're here. Sir, you realize that we have no common language with the Elam. If they perceive us as a threat, they will open fire. Signal them. Demanding to know who we are. I'm Captain Darian Tain. Jump drives. Nearly charged, Skipper. He's not happy. Suppose we invite him over for a pint. I don't think it's a he. Jump drives 98% charged. I am going to cut through your space, staying as far away from your people as I can and running as fast as I can. Not much for a friendly drink. Now, Mr. Nizzi. Yes, firing point defensive weapons. We're absorbing the weapon's fire. It's not penetrating our armor. A thousand small cuts can still kill a man. We have full power to jump drives. Jump.
Vidic drives at full power, Captain. We were followed by an Elam swarm. Annoying little buggers. True. But I'll feel safer once we put a few jumps between us and that swarm. If you think that's bad, I once heard they tore a trade liner to pieces with a million of those little ships. It's like kicking over an anthill. Anyone bring raid? Sorry, dated reference again. Excalibur would greatly appreciate not being dragged through that again. Wouldn't we all? We should be good to jump in a couple hours. Until then, we should keep on this heading, running at flank. Boldly running away maneuver. Aye, Captain. Captain's log. Excalibur is on its eighth jump. Commander Durnham tells me Excalibur considers them hard jumps. My chief engineer shakes his head every time he looks at the engine readouts, commenting on the constant strain on the engines. I blame this on the Elim swarm still pursuing us. It may be more than even Excalibur can handle. Skipper, I can give you one, maybe two more jumps, but beyond that... Helm, alter course. Take us into the nearest debris field. We need to give the jump pods time to cool off. Maybe we can give them a slip. Aye, Captain. Power down the ship and keep life support and our sensors operational. It won't be enough. They might be able to detect our electromagnetic field if we keep systems powered up. Power it all down. You're shutting off life support? Excalibur's oxygen supply comes from an organic source, not an artificial system. Big vats of algae are growing under the deck plates you're standing on. The only problem will be heat. It's going to get very cold in here. We need to shut everything down. Me as well. Elias, do it. I'm going to distribute optic gear amongst my marines. I recommend that you get the crew into blankets and into common areas of the ship quickly. Right. I take it you have some experience with cold? Apart from melting hearts? No, I lived on Karen, and the winters are bloody cold. You learn a few tricks for keeping your men warm on winter patrols. What's going on? Skipper's going to hide from the Elam for a few hours. There's ice on the windows. This doesn't look good. It's no big deal. Excalibur's pretty well insulated. We should be fine for a few hours. Coach, then. All of you. Put on layers and wrap up warm. You too, Captain. Nervous habit of his? Oh, he just does that when he's thinking. We're gonna be fine. He knows what he's doing. Captain's log. We've been powered down now for seven hours. My command staff and I are managing, although we can see our breaths. On a personal note, Elias and Dr. Kier look like children in their protective clothing. Shale, on the other hand, seems totally unaffected by the cold. Must be his race's mining history. Captain, we can't stay here much longer. We're going to start experiencing hypothermia. Last check, crew's doing okay. Chef is dishing out some hot soup in the mess hall, and a lot of the crew are clustering there to stay warm. Mayfair also broke out some gas heaters from the marine stores, so they're doing okay now. Can we make it through the night, Doctor? If we pull the rest of the crew back to the mess halls and command deck, and get some of those space heaters up here, keep serving hot drinks and we might be able to do it. I don't recommend it. We have to try to stay awake, too. We need to move to a smaller space. My stateroom. Bring the space heater. Let me get some other blankets out until it warms up in here. Good. I'll be back in a bit. I need to walk the ship. This crew is amazing to me. Disparate and desperate. They serve the ship so honorably. Whenever I pass them, they seem to brighten a little. Oh, Grippen was right. 
glory is the reward for Valor. But these people deserve better. You report, please, Commander. A lot of the swarm have moved on. There are still a few out there, but they are thinning. A few more hours and they should have moved on to their next destination. How's Excalibur holding up? She's cold. She's more worried about all of you. She wants to protect you, but isn't sure how she can. Thank her for me. She is protecting us. Captain. So, I was born on Earth. Toronto. Major? I was born in Curran City, hence the piss-poor British accent. We're all descended from British colonists. I don't know where I was born. My people don't believe in maternal or parental ties. We're born and delivered to a guild hall. We're raised there. I was raised on the Altarian Guild Hall. I was born on Kepi. It's a small entertainment world in Orion's space. My mother was an actress. Earth as well. San Francisco, born and raised. A yank! That explains it. <laughs> Careful, Limey. At least we know what real football is. Don't even get me started. What about you, Lieutenant Elias? I... I... Something I said? Our faithful and trusty engineers from Mars. But we're his family. Hey, where's Kendrick? He's down in the mess hall with his paladins. He seems loath to leave them lately. Fraternizing with the men. Sorry, sir, I didn't... Ah, relax, Major. We do things a little differently on this ship. Lauren said it best. We're family. Does that make Nazine adopt it? <laughs> Watch it, squirt. <laughs> and you can stop your grinning, or I'll tell Shale he can have you for dinner. So, Skipper, how long have you and the lieutenant been? I... <laughs> how about we not discuss my personal life? <laughs> well, so do you think they're gone? Even if they're not all gone, I expect to jump clear and lose them with a couple of strategic jumps. There's a pulsar a couple of jumps from here. Excalibur is equipped to handle the radiation. They aren't. A little luck, and we'll be fine. Confident words from the captain. It's my job to be confident. You know what I should get? A deck of cards. I don't gamble. But no. The captain's right. We shouldn't gamble. Am I missing something? She is beauty like the stars. She is grace like the moon. Beware her kiss. It is death. Imperial Poet Laureate, Ballad of the Excalibur. The Elim have finally abandoned their search. The jump pods are recharging and the ship's temperature is returning to normal, Skip. We can make a jump to the Pulsar. No. If they spot us, it's always an option to fall back to. I want to be as far away from here as we can get. The sooner we're out of their space, the safer I'll feel. Yes. The Elam have a lot of ships. They can cover a lot of territory if they are still looking for us, and we happen to cross their path. We're back to running and hiding. We need to find some way of convincing them we're not a threat. I don't see how. We don't speak their language, and they like taking potshots at us when they get frustrated. Then we need to avoid them completely. We could make a couple of jumps into deep space, navigate that way. Deep space? No fuel. No chance of ships passing by if the jump pods fail. We don't have much choice. It's either that or we play hide-and-seek with the Elam Swarm. Short jumps. If we give enough rest to our jump drives, we should be able to make it in ten jumps. And we only pass one system where we might encounter more of our little friends. You're the captain. Very well. Let's get underway. If we're lucky, in a couple days we should be clear of the swarm entirely. Excalibur is taking it slowly. Elias has recommended that we shut the jump pods down completely after each jump so that he and his team can examine them for any possible failures. This entails a lot of work for them. 
and a lot of dead time for the rest of the crew. To alleviate some of the boredom, I have instituted drills that have deck watches competing to improve their response times. Nazine's gun crews have demonstrated a marked improvement. All sections, in fact, have instituted some form of improvement competitions. Kendrick has my concern of late. He's become very distant from the command staff, seeming to prefer the company of his paladin squadron pilots. This led to an instance of Lauren not being treated with the respect due her as first officer, until Kendrick cuffed a pilot or two, putting them back in line. Other situations follow. Good captain, keep it up. Got a sex, Skipper? What? I wanted to toss an idea past you. What is it? A race. Out to three kilometers off the bow and back again. A race for your squadron? Naturally. How about this? You versus a pilot of my choosing round the outer nav point and back. Loser has to serve dinner in the mess hall to the winner. You're on, Captain. Good. One-on-one fighter race. I like it. Should do something to ease the boredom around here. Yeah, it should. You can't do it. Someone has to rein the son of a bitch in. True. But you're the captain. If you lose to Kendrick, that's it. The damage it will do will destroy discipline on the ship. The same goes for you. If you lose, it'll totally ruin what little respect you do have from the fighter pilots. That leaves Nazine. Nazine? He's a decent pilot in his own right, but Kendrick's got more experience in the F-150s than he does. So we don't strap him into a 150. The recon fighter? Now that's an idea. I bet Kendrick has forgotten about her as well. I'm counting on it. Going to get Elias to take a look at her when he has some free time. See if there's anything else we can do to give Nazine an advantage. <laughs> you know Kendrick will cry foul. <laughs> Let him. Really doesn't matter as long as he loses. Besides, this should keep Elias from becoming bored. He's lost it. Thinking I'd let myself be strapped into that in the hopes that I can outfly. I'm a goddamn wing commander, Kendrick. I don't know. You know, there's a few things I could do to this fighter that'll leave Captain Fantastic breathing your exhaust fumes. Why is it I always get a sick feeling when you get that glint in your eye? Trust me! I'd make it to here, and if we were to... if we were to go around this way... Are you busy, sir? Not at all. I actually wanted to talk to you about this F2. EV2? Yeah, the secret fighter Elias is working on. I know it's supposed to be a secret. Look, the 150s are excellent fighters when they're flying at zero G. But when they enter atmosphere, they become flying bricks. The liquid state boosters that Elias is strapping to the recon fighter will make it faster than... Liquid state boosters? <laughs> I told Elias to improvise, not to turn the fighter into a ballistic missile. Yeah, well, when you're done with it, can the Marines have it? We could use the air support once we hit the ground, and this thing sounds perfect. Sure. I don't see why not. Yeah. Excuse me, Major. Dare I ask? Hey, Skipper. We used to do something similar to Orion Raiders when we wanted to give them a bit more punch back at Jordan's. When a Tearsec patrol cutter thought they had us, boom, we're out of here. Right. That thing hardly looks space-worthy. Trust me. He's fracking insane. If he thinks I'm going to be flying that oversized missile, he's got another thing. Uh-oh. I take it words out about Elias's idea? A rocket. He's crazy. It's not crazy. Elias is just enthusiastic. Besides, it does give you an advantage over Kendrick. An advantage that will blow me into the depths of space, never to be heard from again. I don't know about you crazy Terrans, but we Orions value our lives. I'm not doing it. Too bad, because Kendrick was planning on having you serve him dinner in a... A French maid's outfit was the latest fashion idea floating around. Mmm. Little black number. Very in this year. Don't think I don't know what you're trying to do. It's not going to work. 
I think I have a set of black pumps somewhere. You do have nice legs, Nazine. Fine. I hope Kendrick likes that little outfit, because he's going to be the one wearing it, not me. I think this is getting a little bit out of hand. <laughs> They're just boys being boys. Besides, as far as distractions go, since this race idea was put out there, I haven't heard a single complaint about us jumping through deep space. That's something to be grateful for. Tomorrow is gonna be interesting. Right. You all know why you're here. And I'm just going to state the rules. First rule. Keep it clean. No cutting each other off or bumping or anything that I would consider unsportsmanlike. Do that, and I disqualify you and name the other the winner. Second rule. If I call off the race for any reason, you get back to the ship. No trying to finish off if there's a crisis. Last rule, then. Have some fun. <laughs> what the hell is that? The EV-2. It's gonna kick your ass. That thing won't even get off the flight deck. Deck alert. All flight crews to your ships. Clear the decks. Captain on the deck! As you were. Here, you'll need this headset, Skipper. It goes directly to the cat crew, so they're ready to go on your order. All right. Paladin 1, ready? Affirmative, Excalibur Control. Paladin Leader, good to go. EV2 ready? Do I have a choice? EV2, good to go. This is Excalibur Control. Go! Close. Excalibur believes that Kendrick is in the lead. Come on, Excalibur just detected a power surge from the EV2. Oh god, don't let me die! There's now beacon. Turning now. Holy crap! I see it, Commander. EV2 from Excalibur Control. You're coming in too fast. Take your foot off the gas. He's activated his brakes. Captain, he's not slowing enough. Wait, Commander. Look. He's turned 180 degrees on the y-axis. He's using main thrusters as braking rockets. He's stopping. He's turned around and he's landing in the fighter bay under his own control. I'm going to the landing bay. Woohoo! No. That was just good engineering. Ah, uh, you're right. Besides, 
There are always rematches. Yes, Captain. What is a man capable of? Test him and find out. Warlord Kodiak. Comments made to reporters. Excalibur sensors tell her that Elam are here. What the hell? A swarm. That's a lot of ships. What are they trying to do? Surround us. All ahead. Flank speed. You're going to fight them? Would you propose we just sit here and let them tear us to pieces? I've had just about enough of these creatures hounding us while I try to play nice. Captain, it's a million to one odds. Not quite. Hell, bring us about two points to starboard, near that gas giant. You're going to try to lose them in the atmosphere? No. He's smiling. He's up to something. Arm a missile. Arming missile banks. No. Just one missile, please, Lieutenant. One. Arming one missile, Captain. Now reading one missile ready for deployment. Skipper, the swarm are surrounding the planet, cutting off our... Target along this vector. But that's... If you please. Done, Captain. Fire. Missile away, Captain. Targeting chosen vector. Helm. Hard over. The atmosphere. It's igniting. It's engulfing all the swarm ships. Target's destroyed, Captain. You had no choice. I know. You saved the ship. Gave us a way out. You did what you had to do. I know. You won. Forgive me if I don't feel like celebrating. Killing. People. Because I couldn't talk to them. You're dismissed. Aye, Captain. I can't believe it. That was... That's amazing! How's the old man taking it? Old man? Hardly. The Captain is fine. He's planning our next move. What the hell? The rumor is that the Skipper blew up a star! Not quite. We should stand down from general quarters and secure weapons. Aye. Missile tube closed. I'll trade you my cake for your bacon. Huh? Bacon for the cake. Mmm, cake. Happy now? So what's all this I'm hearing about the captain blowing up suns and fleets? I don't know. I was down in engineering, but one of the marines was talking to Alvin Katz, you know, one of the fighter pilots, and was saying that he heard- Oh, I love good gossip. You were saying? Well, according to the marine, Darian used a missile to blow up a gas giant and take out the swarm. Nice! Yeah, everyone's talking about it. <laughs> so the captain says, try her. <laughs> well, that's good. They should respect him more now. 
Now, I'm not saying the captain didn't get the job done, but can you imagine the power of the Imperial fighters against those puny little ships? If we had gone we should be there, clear of the Elam in about 20 minutes. Come on, let's find somewhere I mean, quieter to eat. You saw their sure. firepower when they tried to damage Excalibur. They couldn't hardly make a scratch. And our fighters would have breezed through them like hot knives through butter. I thought you said quieter. See? Quiet. Cool. So why'd you want to leave the mess hall? I don't like loudmouths. Kendrick's not so bad once you get to know him. He's just a bit intense. He saved my life on Theta 10. Yeah? Well, in any case, I usually like to eat in peace. So why go to the mess hall? To get rid of the cake. I don't know how you Terrans can eat that stuff. It's so... sweet. You remind her of him. I do? He was a very compassionate man. He hated to kill, but knew it had to be done. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I know. If it were easy... You remind her of Cardiac. They were really so different? Night and day. Von Grippen used reason and calm temperance like tools. Cardiac's tools were turmoil, chaos, and hate. I remember an argument between the two men before the end. Cardiac wanted to turn Excalibur into a delivery system for his new project. Project? A weapon? A super weapon that would grant him victory over the Polians. Von Grippen refused. The weapon had only one purpose to destroy an entire world. Cardiac wanted to send the Excalibur, the fastest ship they had, against the Polian capital world, Arcanus. 1.9 trillion souls call Arcanus home. Cardiac was advocating xenocide. Well, that makes sense. The reason why Von Grippen abandoned Earth. That's the difference between a soldier and a warmonger. The abhorrence of death. Hmm. I doubt they see a difference right now. But you are beginning to. We're nearing full power on the jump engines and should be clear after this jump. Tell me about the Polians. It sounds like they have every reason to hate the Empire. The Polians were once close allies to the Empire back in the days when the Emperor was still alive. They were wonderful scientists and thinkers. They were actually the ones that gave Terran zero-point technology that allowed them to build the jump nexus and von Grippen to install a reactor on this ship. Right. What happened? They refused the Bishop's Council's demands that they join the Empire. The Polians are a conglomerate of races from a multitude of different backgrounds, much like the hegemony, but a true democracy. They didn't like the idea of coming under the dictatorship of an empire ruled by theologians. <laughs> Heresy. And when they refused? Von Grippen refused to lead the war the bishops called for. He would have been relieved of his sole command of the Imperial Navy had the Emperor not named Von Grippen his warlord. So the bishops created a new fleet and placed a young leader at its head, Cardiac al former head of the Templar Order the bishop's own personal guard. A zealot to lead a crusade. Indeed. He took his fleet and swept into Polian territory, bringing war and death to our one-time allies. They had little choice but to bring their own fleet to battle. It was a costly battle that Cardiac won. The Polians were beaten? Almost. Both fleets lay in ruins, a massive graveyard in the Skyella Nebula on the edge of the Tempest system. The exact count showed that out of a fleet of 200 ships, Cardiac limped back to the Empire with five vessels. If he could have returned with Von Grippen's fleet... He would have won. Were we really that close to controlling it all? It all would have come under one banner. A banner controlled by fascist and religious zealots. And history taught us the cost of such a rule. The first thing Cardiac planned to do was go back to the Polians and, for their insolence, destroy Arcanus and grind the resistance beneath his heel. What are the Polians now? My information is hundreds of years out of date. I know the hegemony didn't invade them, but they were a defeated people, unable to put up much of a defense after what Cardiac did to them. I know that the Orions trade with them, but more than that, you'd have to ask them. Thank you, Commander. Skipper. If I needed to find an Orion trade liner, how would I do it? They chart standard courses. The caravan routes, we call them. 
it takes a specific number of weeks to complete a run, and then they start back along the same course. This allows anyone that wants to trade with us a chance to do so. I need to make a rendezvous. I need you to show me where. You know my people are grateful for all you've done for us. It's just that every time you come near an Orion ship or outpost, you bring trouble with you. Unless the Amsis have the capacity to follow us into Polian space? It's not the Amsis I'm worried about. The Polians. When they find out... We'll be long gone. We need information. I need to know what I'm taking my ship into. Here, then. The Million Tears should be in transit on its run to Arcanus. Uh, we won't stay long. Look at it this way. At least it's not the Elim. I almost wish it was. At least I know you can defeat them. Lauren, I'm sorry. Oh, I know. Our friends, by the way, are still chasing us. Let's hope they know better than follow us where we're going. Nazine just gave us coordinates for the trade liner Million Tears. Captain Tirana's ship, the Arcanus Run. She's a good captain, and the Million Tears is one of the Orion's biggest ships. Then we best hurry. been listening to The Falcon Banner, Episode 7 of Ships and Stars, scripted by Mark Brzee, based on The Falcon Banner, a novel by Christopher Patrick Lydon, original music composed and performed by Kai Hartwick and Kevin McLeod, produced, directed, and post-produced by Chris Snyder, co-produced by Mark Brzee. Special thanks to Christopher Patrick Lydon for making the series possible. The executive producer for Darker Projects is Eric Busby. This has been a Darker Projects production.